Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number 13. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the virtual assistant podcast my name is cliff ravenscraft this is the podcast where we come here each and every week to answer any question you might possibly have about hiring a virtual assistant we want to help you to become more effective in your business more profitable through the use of a virtual assistant and learning how to delegate hello everybody welcome to lucky number 13 that is right episode 13 i I'm delighted to let you know that at the very last minute in preparing for today's show, I have lined up an interview with yet another virtual assistant for the show. Her name is Holly, and beyond knowing her first name is Holly and that she works for Contemporary VA, I know nothing else about Holly. Uh, so I'm excited to get to know her, and we're going to bring her on in the second half of the show. But before we do that, I want to give you a few little updates. got some voicemail here from Tim, and um, got a couple different little pieces of articles that I want to share from that um, that mailing list, that e-course, How to Delegate More Effectively e-course that you can get over at ContemporaryVA.com that I uh, mentioned last in last week's episode. So to start things off, let me just tell you, give you an update of uh, some tasks. I, I told you this podcast originally started, the, the concept of this podcast was that I wanted to share my journey in using a virtual assistant myself. And whenever I come up with new things that happen in my journey of using a virtual assistant, I, I decided I want to share that. I want I want other people to benefit from the things that I benefit from, which is really why I do podcasting altogether, by the way. And uh, this week, I decided to have Andrea do a task for me that I really never considered before. Let me let me set the stage here and let you know what was going on. I was at um, Lake Douglas down in the Smoky Mountains with my family. I took a nice, solid three-day weekend away from everything. And of course, I'm able to do that because my virtual assistant, Andrea, uh, does such a wonderful job of keeping me up to date with everything. In fact... Um, I, 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 matter of fact, this is a great, I for, almost forgot to, that I need to share this story. So I had this one client who ordered uh, some products. They ordered a microphone, a shock mount, and a pop filter for, for some podcasting equipment. And this order was being placed right before I left on Friday to go on a three-day vacation. And just before I walked out the door, I get a, a phone call or an email. I can't remember which it was. But it was from my supplier saying that, hey, I really hate to, to bother you and, and stuff, but I thought you'd want to know this before you leave town. Um, the pop filter, for some reason, we're out of stock. Now, they were all there. You know, we had plenty of them a couple of days ago, but it looks like a, some big orders just came through. And uh, we have these things on back order and there's no under. I mean, we, they've been on order for a while now and we can't get a hold of the supplier. And so we, we want to let you know that this is an issue. And of course, this would, you know, be something that I would have to worry about all weekend long, trying to communicate to my client, letting him know what's happened. Of course, he's already paid me and communicating back and forth and trying to figure out what to do in the best interest of my client and how he would like to proceed with this. Now, do you think I had to worry about that all weekend while I was spending uh, a, a vacation time with my family down in the Smoky Mountains? 
absolutely not. Instead, I forwarded all that information over to my assistant and said, Andrew, would you mind handling this for me? Didn't give her a lot of details to go on. I just gave her the basics and I've just let her handle it. And has she handled it exactly the the way that I would handle it? For the most part, I would say, yeah, she's done very, she's done very good. I mean, actually, she's done great. There are some things that I may have communicated a little bit differently, but here's the thing. This weekend, I had a completely uninterrupted weekend vacation all day. Uh, well, had an enjoyable evening, Friday evening, driving to the Smoky Mountains with the family all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday. Didn't have to worry about any of it. And she communicated effectively to my client what had happened. And she's been touching base with the actual manufacturer of this thing. I mean, she's she's gone above and beyond. And, and she's really gotten some, some details. In fact, so much so that today I got a notice saying that, hey, she finally got through to this the manufacturer and has confirmed a date when they'll be shipped to our supplier and then when it'll go out. And of course, she's communicated that to me. She's communicated it to my supplier uh, and also has communicated that to my client. And I want to tell you, this is extremely valuable to me, extremely valuable to me because I did not have to worry about it at all. In fact, I didn't even leave the emails in my inbox because I knew that I had delegated this task to Andrea and I knew that she was going to take care of it and she has she has exceeded my expectations and so this was great. But so anyway, I'm I'm spending the weekend down at Lake Douglas at my parents' lake house. My dad says, you know, hey, we were talking about the economy. We were talking about uh, the fact that, you know, Stephanie and I have been, you know, dreaming about possibly moving to a place, a, a different place, different location, uh, possibly thinking about Tennessee or other areas to move to. And uh, we were, t- he says, listen, you know, man, if you're going to buy a house, now is the, buy- t- the time to buy a house. And he says, you know, in fact, um, I ha- have you guys refinanced since you bought your house? You bought your house, you know, what, five, six years ago. And I said, yeah, it's been about five or six years. And he says, if you haven't refinanced your house, you need to do that. And he says, if I'm not mistaken, aren't you on a, didn't you get a FHA loan? Uh, it was your first house, right? And he said, well, obviously he knew that. He didn't ask me that question, but he asked me if it was an FHA loan. And I said, yeah, it's an FHA. He goes, well, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's a special where if you refinance now, you can get your interest rate down to like 3%. And of course me, I don't know anything about refinancing. And I've always kind of thought of this stuff as, you know, these people trying to gimmick you into stuff and you have to pay all these closing costs and all this blah, blah, blah. And my dad reassured me. He says, no, you should, you definitely should look into that. If you, uh, he says, number one, you'll drastically reduce your monthly payment and it shouldn't cost you anything. They should just be able to roll all that stuff in. Uh, and it's, and it's no brainer, especially if you're on a, an FHA loan. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll look into that. Now, of course, do you think I'm really going to look into that? Absolutely not. I'm not going to look into that. So instead, I, of course, sent my, assistant Andrea an email and said Andrea will you contact me on Tuesday and ask me about um you know to to look into refinancing my home and so of course she she uh sent me that email and she says hey I'm supposed to ask you about refinancing your home and so I asked her to look up some stuff and this is what she came out with uh she sent me this on July 7th which was uh yesterday and she says, Cliff, I went to, and she provides the full address, you know, fha.com slash refinance.cfm. And she says, I called the 888 number provided there. 
Quicken Loan is the FHA approved lender. I spoke with John and he said that it would actually that he would actually need to speak with you directly to ask the appropriate appropriate questions in order to give you a quote. He said that it does not matter what lender you go through, the rates are going to be the same. He said that the rate you are eligible for is going to depend on the information you give him. He said that he will ask you the following questions. Number one, your income. Number two, your assets. Number three, your credit. Number four, the property to be refinanced. He also said that since you're self-employed, you will need to be able to provide copies of your last three tax returns. His direct phone number is, and he gave, she gave me his direct phone number. Let me know if you want me to check with other institutions. Now, my friends, here's the situation. I what what she's give what Andrea has provided here is enough information for me to go on. See, I'm all I've already got a mortgage, and I already know that that the company that I'm using is is a reputable company, and and I've had my mortgage with them for a couple years now. And what I didn't know was whether or not going to a different place was going to give me a different rate. But from my understanding, and and it was confirmed with Andrea's uh, research. I found out that it's no matter where I get refinanced because I have an FHA loan, I'm going to get the exact same rate no matter where I go. So it just makes sense that I use the path of least resistance. And now based upon the information that Andrea has given me, all I'm going to do, and I do realize I'm going to have to do this part on my own, I just need to pick up the phone, call my mortgage company, hit the buttons to actually talk to them about uh, refinancing and say, hey, I'd like to refinance my loan. I have an FHA and they'll put it right through or whatever. And so I'm going to take care of that. And that's something, to be honest with you, it would have been a conversation I had with my dad. But the prospect of all the junk that I might have to go and look up and all this other stuff, I'm just the type of person that I, I procrastinate on things when I don't know how everything's supposed to go. But Andrea has looked all this information up. She's given me at least enough information to give me the confidence to say, you know what, this is all I need to do. This is all they're going to ask for. And I can guarantee, and it's guaranteed that because of the type of loan that I have, I'm going to get the best rate that's available to me no matter who I go. And it's, why not just pick up the phone and call my work? And so now I have what is in my mind, everything I need to uh, refinance my home. And it's, and it's just as simple as having my, my assistant Andrea spend, I don't know how much time she spent on that, but I can't imagine it was more than 20 or 30 minutes. And, and now I'm probably going to save a couple thousand dollars a year on my mortgage as the result of refinancing, uh, from 5.78% down to like 3%. So I'm pretty excited about that. And it just gives you an idea of, of the, the benefits of having, a virtual assistant, excuse me, had to clear my throat there. Thankful for the pause button. Anyway, um, it, it it's the benefit of having a, a virtual assistant that's on retainer. That's somebody that's an ongoing help for you. And when these little tiny things come, I mean, and this is one of my favorite things that my assistant told me when I first hired her. She says, listen, Cliff, you know, I haven't seen anything come out from you for a while. Is there anything I can do for you? Are you? And she said this phrase and this phrase phrase meant a lot to me. She says, no task is too small. Okay, I'm going to say that again. No task is too small. In fact, matter of fact, I'm going to go up here while I'm recording this episode. No task is too small. That's the title of this week's episode. Now that I, I say that. Um, and, and the reason why I think this, this stood out to me is because I remember getting the contract 
that I signed, the retainer contract that I signed with Contemporary VA, and reading through it, and I mean, I read through it word for word for word, because when I'm signing a, a contract and and agreeing to pay somebody money on an ongoing basis, I want to read, you know, what cancellation clauses are, are you know, wh- you know, what kind of help am I going to be able to ask for, and what am I not going to be able to ask for. And there are a couple things that kind of just gave me the impression that I really shouldn't pour little tiny, you know, eensy weensy tasks, you know, off to my VA, what that I should treat them like a professional and I shouldn't, you know, and and all this other stuff. And, 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 and I totally get all that, but I came away from reading the contract from contemporary VA uh, for the retainer thinking that, you know, I, I shouldn't just dump off these little tiny things, you know, you know, come on, just give them a little bit of courtesy there. But Andrea set my mind at ease and said in an email when she, when after I had first hired her, she says, listen, no task is too small. And so I picked up the phone when I got that email and I said, are you serious? And she says, yeah. And I, she says, why? And I said, well, I read this, this, this and this in the contract. She's, oh, no, that's there for this reason, that reason. And, and, and in fact, I even talked to Heather, the owner of Contemporary VA, and I explained to her that I had that impression. And, and she said that they were going to reevaluate some of the things that they wrote in there and how they phrased some things. But Andrea assured me that no, for her as my assistant, for her and my, her relationship to me, that if I had anything that needed to be done, no task is too small. If I just, I've had her call and, and make dentist appointments for me before. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a blessing to have somebody who is on call to help you in your business with these things. And so I'm very thankful for that. One of the things that I mentioned last week is that, you know, July starts this first month where I actually have Andrea's services, not just for 20 hours, but I now have her services for 30 hours a month and I've increased that. And one of the things that I have her working on right now is she's starting to follow up on all of my uh, previous consulting um, interactions with clients uh, that where people have said, you know, hey, I'm going to hire you again in a couple weeks to help me with this. And I've got so many clients who say those kind of things and sometimes they just need a little nudge uh, to remember to move forward on that project. And so I've got all these follow ups set up in my high rise account. And uh, Andrea is going through and contacting these clients and saying, hey, uh, I'm reading through all of the notes here that you've had with Cliff and it looks like he was working with you on this and it looks like he, he, you know, you were going to move forward on a project. Do you still need help with that? If so, Cliff's available next Tuesday, you know, or next Wednesday, I have some afternoon appointments available and she can set those up and she can book my time for me. And I will tell you, huge blessing, huge blessing. So anyway, um, I just wanted to share an update with you uh, on my journey. I, I look forward to continuing to share these kind of stories with you, just different creative ways that I have found to make um, you know, my use of a virtual assistant very beneficial to me. Now, before I go further, uh, I, I've got two little articles that I want to share from that e-course uh, that you can get the 20 two days or something to more effective delegation, just look for the post-it note on the site over at contemporaryva.com and you can see it there. But uh, here is Tim's voicemail. He has actually got so excited about hearing about virtual assistants that he's decided to become one. Hi, Cliff. This is Tim Chatton calling from Indiana of the Possibly Production Network at tppn.tv. And this voicemail is for the virtual assistant podcast. And I've 
got some thoughts and some experiences I've had recently. Uh, first off, I've been very intrigued ever since you mentioned this idea at PodCamp Ohio. So I started listening to your shows and made through them at episode 10 now, and actually called in or emailed in actually and I'm looking into using then Contemporary VA to help me find sponsors for my podcast. And I talked with uh, Andrea, your uh, VA, actually today, and she went over the different plans and whatnot. And uh, not right away, but pretty soon here, I hope to hire them and use them to actually uh, search out for some sponsors for some of my podcasts. And I'm also I'm looking for work right now, and the idea intrigued me. It sounded like a great work environment for, for my own situation. So I actually you know, went through the application process, did all the things like that, and I'm filling out paperwork tonight, and we'll be sending that tomorrow to actually start working for Contemporary VA as a VA, a virtual assistant. I'm very excited about this. Uh, it's hard finding some jobs that are interesting to me, and this sounds just and uh, interesting and very, uh, very much up my alley. So very excited about that, and I'm happy to share some more thoughts as I get further along the line as long as it's okay with Contemporary VA. I'm sure it will be, but... I'm very excited about working with them and also using them to find sponsors for some of my podcasts down the road. So uh, thanks again for all the great shows you do, and have a blessed, blessed day. Bye. That is awesome. Tim, thank you for sharing. I, I'm so glad. In fact, I, 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 don't, I don't think you're the first person who has applied for work with Contemporary VA uh, since listening to, to me talk about them. And, and I'm, I'm so excited for you. I'm excited for Contemporary VA because I know that uh, – you know that that you guys are are looking to expand and and stuff like that. So it, this this is great stuff, and I'm very excited. And and you know immediately when I first previewed uh, Tim's call, my thinking is like, wait a second. So he's going to be a a VA for Contemporary VA, but then he's he's talking about also at the same time he's talking about hiring a VA to help him do tasks. Uh, that he, you know, such as finding sponsors for his podcast, you know, calling up and, and seeing if he can, and find somebody who would be interested in, in, um, you know, putting together a sponsorship for his particular podcast that he runs. And, and the thinking is like, wait a second. Well, it, I mean, technically, couldn't you just hire yourself and just, you know, bypass the whole thing and just make some phone calls? But here's the situation. It's all about what is it that you like to do? What are you good at? And, and it is very possible that maybe making some, you know, some sales calls to potential sponsors is not something you are, maybe it's not at the top of your things to do list. It's, it's not something that you like to do or that you're terribly good at. And so that it is very possible to hire a virtual assistant out there who has some vast sales experience and, and can formulate, um, things of that, you know, uh, a sales, pitch or a, a proposal for sponsorship who can really adequately describe the value that you have to offer to them as a sponsor, you know, as being a sponsor. And, and then you can actually uh, have somebody who can, you know, have some conversations with some potential sponsors that would do it in a much more effective manner than you could yourself. And so it makes perfect sense for somebody who is a virtual assistant to actually make use of a virtual assistant. Anyway, I'm so thankful that you called that in, Tim, and, and we would love to hear your journey along the way. All right, so moving along here, I want to read to you, and again, this comes from that e-course. I'm going to read this word for word because I, I love what I read when I got this in the email one day. This is titled, Low Value Work. 
All right. And it's got a little math and I'm going to do my best to read. I hate to read, by the way, when I'm recording a podcast. It's like my least favorite thing to do. But if you'll bear with me and and if you can follow along, this really makes a lot of sense. So here we go. Low value work. The truth is, if you look at your to-do list, you'll probably spot several items that are important to your business but are not critical to be done right now. Let's call this low value work. It still needs to get done and it's still important to your business, but of course, there are more important tasks to do. In fact, in many cases, this low value work is the work that business owners try to do in the evenings or weekends, saving daytime to do the serious high value work like talking to customers. So here's where the math comes in. If you divide the money you make by the number of hours you work, you'll get your experience your approximate hourly rate. Now, if you hire someone else at a lower cost uh, than what you're earning per hour, you can give them that low value work. Now, here's where it gets exciting. With the recaptured time, you can focus on the higher value work and earn even more. Here's an example. Let's say that you determine that you earn $45 per hour and you work 35 hours per week. So you earn $1,575 per week. But you realize that you spend five of those hours doing low-value work like data entry, customer service, and administrative tasks. So in reality, you're working 30 hours on high-value work, the revenue-generating stuff, and five hours on low-value work, which rarely generates revenue. If you hire an assistant for $20 per hour and give them your five hours per week, you'll spend $100 to get that low value work done. Do you think that saving five hours a week is worth $100? Most entrepreneurs would agree that would agree when they do the math. Stay with me here for a while and even do more to do even more math. Uh, Trust me, you'll love this part. Since you earned your $1,575 a week in only 30 hours of the high-value time, remember that the other five hours was low-value, non-revenue generating. So your effective hourly rate is is really $52.50. So if you take that's the $15.75 that you're making per week and you divide it by the 30 hours of work that you do that generates income, that's where you come come up with the $52.50 per hour. Now, here's the deal. If you spend those extra five hours doing more high-value work instead of the low-value work, you'll generate an additional two hundred and sixty-two dollars at you know per week. That's the the you know fifty-two fifty average times those five hours spent on doing those revenue stream uh, generating things. So if you spend one hundred dollars to give someone else the administrative stuff that you focus on, uh, and you focus your your business, let's see here, do, 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 and you focus on your business to earn even more. Uh, you pay for them, you make money, and there's a good chance you're going to get the annoying task that you don't like to do anyway. So here's the situation. Absolutely. This is exactly what I found to be true in my life. All right. My, my situation has been this. I was working 12 to 16 hours a day, six days a week. And I'm telling you, of course, I loved it. I, I Don't get me wrong. Most of everything I did, I loved. But there are some things that I did that I despised. 
accounting work, bookkeeping, blah, 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 keeping up with some of the the, just the routine stuff that happens over and over again, uh, tracking, uh, you know, getting tracking numbers for my clients when they have an order and, and sending that tracking information to them and, and uh, you know, following up on issues such as, you know, when an item's out of stock and making sure that customers kept up to date and clued into exactly what's happening so that they, that, you know, that they're in complete control of, of whether or not they want to pull a plug on an order or whatever the case may be. I want, I don't like being involved in all those things because I have so many other things that I do that I don't, that sometimes those things were getting slipping, they were slipping through the cracks unless I came back and worked during the evening, sometimes until two or three in the morning, getting them done. Well, guess what? I don't do that anymore. Instead, I have Andrea who now works for me. I think it's just a little over six hours a week now. And if, if I round it out, but I'm not good at math, so I'm not going to even try. But anyway, she she works for me several hours a week. She does in one hour what would take me two or three hours to do because I hate to do the stuff so much. And for her, she actually likes doing some of these things. And so uh, it's very beneficial to me. And I don't work at night nearly as much as I do. Although I will tell you that lately I have been working at night a little bit more lately than I had been. But it's not because I'm doing non-revenue generating low value stuff. But now I actually have some time during the evenings if, if I want to, to come in and create new products. In fact, if you go to, G, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash products, again, go to podcastanswerman.com slash products and check out that page. That page would not exist if it were not for Andrea. And I can actually create a new product in, in probably 12 hours that will generate probably about three or $4,000 worth of income uh, within the next 30 days and will continue to provide that, um, that amount of income on an ongoing basis monthly. And so this is what we're talking about, focusing on high-value work and delegating the low-value. So here's the other thing that we're talking about is uh, delegating our work. How do you determine what to delegate? This is a question that I'm asked often and I'd love to share with you uh, again from the e-course that I keep talking about, the three strikes method. It works like this. For every task that you have, simply ask yourself the three following questions and your answers will collectively determine whether or not you can delegate this work out. All right, so question number one, is it something that you don't personally have to do or that somebody else can be can do for you or be trained to do for you? So number one, do you personally have to be involved in this is question number one. Question number two, does the alternate person that could do it for you have an hourly wage less than your billable wage? All right. Question number three. Could you use that spare time on revenue generating activities or to increase your quality of life? If the answer is yes to all three questions, hands down, it should be delegated. If the answer is yes to two of the questions, it might be something that you want to think about delegating and certainly revisit in a little while. If the answer is yes to none or only one of the questions, you might want to keep that task for yourself. So there you go. Those are the three questions. And what I'll do is I will post both of those items in the show notes over at virtualassistantpodcast.com. 
That's, again, virtualassistantpodcast.com. Look for episode number 13, and you'll see those three questions. And now, my friends, without any further ado, I am very excited to bring Holly on the show here for the Virtual Assistant Podcast. And Holly, how are you? I'm good, Cliff. How are you? I have never been better. It gets better every single day. That's awesome. So, Holly, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, I just met you today in the chat room. Yes, um, I work for Contemporary VA. I am uh, a dedicated virtual assistant, so I uh, work with a, a set group of clients every day, work as a virtual assistant full-time. Uh, I have a background in a number of different industries, including restaurant management, uh, medical practice management. Uh, I've been a business owner myself and uh, just kind of stumbled into the virtual uh, work lifestyle uh, about a year or so ago, helping out uh, a neighbor who ended up moving and needed some some tasks that she didn't want to hire somebody to come into her home um, because that was her private inner sanctum, but she needed help. So we worked out a, a virtual situation and I've been hooked ever since. Very cool. And, and how long have you been a virtual assistant then? Um, almost two years total. I've been with uh, CVA since the beginning of this year since the beginning of this year. And how's that working out for you? I love it. Um, every day is, is something new and different. And um, I know I'm a little biased, but we have the best clients in the world. And I'd agree um, with that. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> it really is. That, that's good to hear. So, okay, you obviously have all this different experience. And can you tell me what are, I don't want you to give me any specific details, but can you tell me what types of businesses uh, that your clients are involved in? Sure. Um, we deal, uh, my particular client base, I have a lot of uh, coaches, life coaches, um, and uh, public speakers. And, uh, and then I've got folks that are in traditional businesses, uh, marketing firms, and um, things like that. So it really runs the gamut. There are people that have uh, you know, physical products that they sell. And then uh, I have a couple that are consulting um, clients, and so I help manage their their consulting business. Okay, can you tell me maybe uh, one or two tasks that you've done today that are maybe a or actually within the last let's say within the last week or two something that's unique that you hadn't done before, but you just recently did, and and it was beneficial to your one of your clients. Um, I just built out a very large scale uh, ad campaign. Um, using some new software and uh, that was a lot of fun and it made uh, the whole ad building process much quicker. Um, and uh, another thing that I've just started doing is putting together series of eBooks uh, with a client. So I'm, I'm enjoying that quite a bit. This eBook thing, let, let's talk about that for a second. Um, how, how does, how does that process work? What, what, how, or how has it worked with you guys so far? Um, well, generally what happens is, is the client will start with uh, an outline structure and uh, we'll have a phone conversation and talk about um, you know, where they see the book as far as how it applies to people, who their um, target audience is. And um, it, with the clients that I've done that with, it's somebody I've worked with for a little while. So we have a, a more symbiotic relationship and I understand their tone and, and voice. I've probably written some blogs, you know, and help there. And so with the outline, then I will fill it out 
uh, and in, in uh, Senate structure and then send it to them uh, to add and tweak and do things like that. And then they'll send me back a rough draft to proofread and add any graphic images to support it. And we put together a finished product from there. So it's, it's a definitely a, a partnership with the VA. And obviously you have to have a tremendous amount of trust with that VA too, because your name is going to be on the product. Right. Um, and, and you understand that with Andrea, cause uh, you know, she does a lot of things. You're putting your livelihood in her hands. Oh so, yeah. I, I tell you what, I, tr- I trust Andrea with so, I mean, t- well, you heard, I, I, I had her check into refinancing my home. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. I put a lot of things in, in her hands. And, and that's one of the things that I think is so valuable is, is finding and working with somebody that you really can develop a lot of trust with. Uh, th- th- I want to stick on this uh, ebook thing. This is, this is interesting to me. I-, I wonder if I should talk to Andrea and-, and Andrea, I don't know if you're listening live or if you listen to this afterwards, but uh, if you do get a chance to listen to this, Andrea, please contact me. I'd love to talk to you about, <laughs> about this idea of ebooks. So, so basically the idea here is that you could, pro- I could provide an outline and I mean, certainly there's information available online where you can say, okay, well, let's go look up and research some of this information and then kind of digest it and and put that into this you know into a a chapter in this book in 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 words that you think would sound good and of course you could submit it back to somebody like myself and then I could kind of you know put my own personal touch on it and then by the end of the project we'd have this ebook so I I like is that am I understanding how that works you're, you're dead on. Um, you know, there's so much research that can be done in finding, you think about finding supportive quotes and graphics and, you know, the time that you can spend getting lost, um, in, in the internet, um, looking for things and at the library and, um, those types of things that is taking away from your revenue producing, um, uh, opportunity. Absolutely. VA that you can use to put all of that together in in a, a format that makes sense and a flow, and then you get right down to the meat of the product itself. I, I love this. I love this idea. In fact, you know, a matter of fact, I need to make a note to myself here. Uh, in fact, check this out. If you don't mind, I always do this. I'm, I'm such a <laughs> crazy person here. I'm I'm sending myself an email. Uh, I was going to say I can send her a live little message. And uh, tell her that uh, she's going to kill me, but you've got something to talk to her about. There you go. Tell her. Tell her Cliff wants to talk to you about an ebook. <laughs> 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 All right. So this is great stuff. Um, now let me ask you uh, some other things about this, though. Um, when when you create the ebook, what software are you using to do that? Um, I use Adobe. Uh, ultimately, when uh, put it into a PDF format, and uh, which of course you can make it secure, but uh, you know, back and forth, it's often in Word, or sometimes I've got one client we use Google Docs very heavily, uh, so there can it's just constantly being shared and updated, and um, it, it's a it's an interesting process through development, and some of them take just a couple of days to put together, and you wouldn't think you could put something together that quickly, and some of them take several weeks. It just depends on the content. Great. Well, I, I like that. And of course, um, so, so basically you're just creating these things in Word and then you just use, you're, you're using Adobe to, to create the PDF, but even on the Mac, you could actually just 
you know, save it as a PDF. And, and that's what you're doing is just releasing those as PDF files then. Exactly. I like that. I like that idea. I certainly have enough content that, that would make some great, you know, ebook products. And of course, for me, it's just having that time to sit down and to do it. And um, I even have some podcasts where I could actually have her listen to and, and kind of, um, you know, just kind of write down some of the answers that I continue to do. I, I wonder about that, too. You, I could I could actually speak these things like I could be out going for a walk for a three mile walk and I could take a, a chapter title and I could actually speak all the things that I want to say about that particular topic. And I could well, have my, I could have somebody like Andrea go through and, and to listen to that and kind of type that up into some kind of logical, you know, grammatically, grammar, grammatically correct, uh, ebook then. It is funny that you may bring that up because I actually do have a client who, um, she'll either create videos or audios of, uh, step by step how to things and send me the file and I basically transcribe it and make it look pretty. And she releases that as a, uh, a document for her uh, membership base. Nice. I like this. See, this is why it's fun to have folks on like yourself. Okay. So, so tell me, um, what are some of the things that you do that are probably your most commonly routine daily tasks as a virtual assistant? Uh, very common working in WordPress, uh, posting blogs, uh, and updating content uh, to a customer's site. Uh, I do a lot of um, email communication for my clients. I set up a lot of uh, conference calls and uh, webinars. So most every day I'm involved in that process and uh, do uh, my clients like me to do a lot of follow up so things don't fall in the cracks. Uh, you know, there's nothing worse than spending all this time preparing for a meeting and the person that's supposed to be there forgot or, uh, you know, for whatever reason, something came up and they meant to, to cancel. Well, if you've got a VA that's just taken that two minutes to confirm that, um, then everybody's on the right page and nobody's wasted any time. Nice. Uh, so, you know, that's something I do quite a bit of, um, yeah, there, I do a lot of, uh, sales page development and autoresponder things, newsletters. So every day is a little bit different though. Do you find that you create the content for those blogs and those newsletters or is, or is that usually provided for you? Depends on the client. Some of them, uh, will give me a list of topics and they'll say, uh, you know, write, uh, blogs on those topics and that's what's go going on there and um, some of them will write them and just have me proofread them so it, it just varies it's whatever the client is more comfortable with and uh, some have over time released one or two blogs a week to me and and some have given them all over um, I've had a, a client one time who became ill and couldn't do it and so uh, asked me to fill in and do that, but because we had worked so closely together, it was very seamless. Excellent. I got a question that just came in the chat room. I think is an excellent question. She says, um, "Is there has there ever been a task where a virtual assistant has received from their client that they don't feel comfortable completing, and they actually have to transfer that task to another virtual assistant?" I'm sure that there has been. Um, uh, myself, I. I haven't had any that I didn't feel comfortable completing. Um, now I've had one where I didn't have the right software 
to do it. And one of the things that is so nice about uh, Contemporary VA is that we have um, a group, a team behind us. And so you know, I was very fortunate. This was when I was a brand new VA, uh, could reach out. And I had a more senior VA that just jumped in and said, I can take care of that for you. And the client never experiences any of those blips and, and blurbs in the road there. And that that's really what is beneficial to the, the team uh, aspect there. Excellent. Yeah, I, I've certainly personally have heard stories where um, I, I know last week we got a call from Winston over at the university, let's see, UPIC University uh, podcast, and he just recently hired uh, somebody from Contemporary VA, and Winston had given a task of, it was basically data entry of entering literally hundreds of clients' names, email addresses, and stuff like that into a database system. And I know that that, that VA, or his VA, there at CVA, actually brought in at least one other virtual assistant to, to help assist in the task. So that, that, that cool. that's the cool thing I do know, and and Heather has informed me is that with CVA, it there you know it basically Heather says that she encourages the your guys's uh, your VAs to actually work with one another on projects on on larger projects if if that needs to happen. So yes, yes, um, I have been very pleased. I've had the experience of working as a, a singular VA. Uh, out there by myself and then working in, in the team as part of CVA. And uh, that's definitely my preference, not just because uh, you've got the brand behind you, but I think that we happen to have a, a team. Uh, I've worked with Andrea on some projects and, and uh, I know for a fact she's one of the best out there, um, but I feel that way about all of our VAs. So um, I feel very fortunate to be in that environment. Excellent. Well, Holly, I really appreciate you at, at the very last minute jumping in and, and volunteering to come on via Skype and be here to help answer some questions and, and to help provide more valuable content here for the Virtual Assistant Podcast. Anytime, and uh, I'll look forward to your first ebook release. All right. Well, thank you very much, and I'll look forward to talking to Andrea about that, and I'll tell her she, that she has you to blame for it. All right. Thanks, Cliff. You guys have a great day. You too. Thank you very much, Holly. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, so folks, that is going to pretty much wrap it up for this week's show. I just want to say um, you've, I am all out of your questions right now. This is the very first time. It's been 13 episodes, and I'm now out of questions. So I want to hear more from you guys, what you want to know about having a virtual assistant. Any question at all, I have the resources like you would not believe to get your answers. So give me a call, 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Of course, if you are too ashamed or too shy or whatever the case may be to give us a call on the voicemail feedback hotline, you could email that to feedback at gspn.tv but I would love it if you would call and in fact if you're a virtual assistant or you have uh, experience in working with a virtual assistant I'd love to talk to you about bringing you on for an interview to hear um, your experiences Uh, just want to make sure that we're giving the broadest understanding of what a virtual assistant has to offer I can share my experience week after week but uh, I love hearing how other folks are 
making use of a virtual assistant as well helps me to improve my own business and the growth of the things that I'm doing. Until next week, everybody, I encourage you to join the community and thank you to Contemporary VA for sponsoring this podcast. 